what's up, my friends? We got Thatch, Charlie, John, Daniel, and yours truly, Carson. We're your hosts of Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast, episode two. This one's going to be a doozy, guys. How are y'all feeling today? Oh, better now that I have power. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll get to talk about that here in a second. recovering from an adventurous day on the golf course, but yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's, uh, so y'all have anything, just let's let's just like warm up into this. Y'all have anything that happened this week that was kind of out of the norm? Oh my God, where do I get started? Well, (laughs) so last week when we're supposed to record, uh, I lost power starting at 6.30 on Wednesday till about 9.30 on Saturday. So that was a great week of being Amish. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> yeah, thanks for um, being an inconvenience to us. Yeah, no, that was horrible. John has a donkey now to get around. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to start a farm. Really working um, on, the, on the mustache. Just live off the land. Uh, but yeah, so we had to throw away literally everything in our fridge. So that sucked. He's become um, a Tommy threw away the chunky lemon milk. You should have ate it all. <laughs> John, can you tell me why the entire state of Michigan hates our podcast already and we've only dropped one episode? Uh, if I could if I could explain it, I really wish I could, but Michigan's just strange, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this morning I, uh, I woke up. I was up kind of late last night um, and I woke up and I was like, okay, I need to go to the gym. I can't be like a lazy bump on a log today. So uh, I go downstairs and I'm looking like I'm, I'm out of like my energy drink that I'll drink sometimes. Um, and so I found these like little Mio juice things that you add to water. Um, but it was a diff- it was like a crystal light brand brand, I think. And it was like 50 milligrams of caffeine per serving. But the tricky thing is like the, it, it labels a serving as a squeeze because you can easily measure what a squeeze looks like. And so I was like, okay, so basically I'm just going to squeeze it until nothing else, like until my squeeze is empty and like nothing comes out from the amount of pressure that I put on it. And I was like, well, I need at least 100 milligrams of caffeine. And so I did like three squeezes. Okay. And there's, keep in mind, there's 24 servings in this little thing. So I put it back in the cabinet and I start drinking it. And then I realized like, number one, this is really strong. And number two, like I had to like, it was probably at least like two or three cups worth and the flavor was still pretty strong. And then I remember putting it away and I was like, this is weird. Like, I, I, if I remember correctly, if like it was brand new, I hadn't even opened yet. And then looking back in hindsight, I was like, it kind of felt like it was half empty when I put it back away. And so I basic, I probably did like 12 servings. So however many milligrams of caffeine that is like do some quick math. What is that? Like uh, a gosh, lot, 600 milligrams of caffeine. Too much. So, I, so check this out. I went to the gym. The one. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the gym oh, yeah. and freaking crushed the first 45 minutes. Like I, I like drilled like half a mile warm up, and then I did like I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what <laughs> Dude, the rest I did, but horrible. I was working out like the like the best sweat that I've had on a workout in a, in a while. Don't laugh. Juicy <laughs> sweat. No, oh, <laughs> I just had a really funny memory of You're John bully. freshman year. <laughs> and so, forty-five minutes in, I like go to the bathroom. Right, uh, I was like the water fountains are turned off, so I was just going to like splash some sink water in my mouth just to like not feel like freaking Arizona in my mouth. And, uh, and then I started getting really nauseous. And so I went home and I like took a shower and just like laid in bed for like two and a half hours. And I woke up and was like, I can still feel a little bit of it. Like I still have like caffeine, like rushing through my veins right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my morning. Charlie, but, tell us about your day on the golf course. No, before I get to that, I just want to tell you one quick story. Uh, John freshman year, um, 
he was an engineering major at the time. This is like first semester, freshman year. Yeah, and he had, <laughs> he had <laughs> lasted a, a year. year. <laughs> I outlasted a, Carson. Yeah, I was in there for half a semester. Or for half a year. Full semester. He, he had to stay up late for, for uh, some final. So he took my uh, C4 or like energy, like pre-workout. <laughs> and he put it in to like a Dr. Pepper. Oh, but that. I didn't see it. So he took my C4 and went <laughs> to his news. dorm room right below me. So I'm like getting ready for With bed. His pet my, rock, Reginald. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> but then he comes back into my room like five minutes after he left with it. Just covered Drenched. <laughs> he put it in and exploded all over. Oh, no. like, you know the Mentos and Coke thing where yeah, it just yeah. like spews up. Well, apparently C4 <laughs> into Dr. Pepper has that effect times 20. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you put that into there, oh my goodness. you get a fountain out of your bottle. Yeah. All over everything in a twenty foot radius. Dude, that's freaking I'm glad funny. you weren't in class when you did that. <laughs> Science. Oh, that would have been horrible. Just been like open it up yeah. in your bag and just like pour some in there. And I've been thinking up. about trying some old pre workout that I found in my boxes from college and then putting it in like bang. That oh, energy yeah. drink that has creatine uh, yeah. and three hundred milligrams of caffeine. Just trying it out, see what happens. But after today, I don't know if I ever want to if do you that want again. Something when I used to work at Panera in high school, we used to put Mio Energy into Red Bull. Oh mm. god. Yeah, that, that'd be sick. That, be kind of that messed with my head. Yeah. yeah. All right, Charlie, tell us about your day on the golf course. Well, so I haven't been golfing in about, I guess, like close to a year now. So yeah. I'm just – yesterday I was just super pumped to get back on the golf course. So I was like watching YouTube videos of just like how to correct your slice, how to, how to like shape your shot. Like I just haven't golfed in a while. So I was just like watching old Tiger Woods highlights to try to brace my inner Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. So I have these really high expectations for how the round's going to go. Oh, and no. it went, I was just, it was, I did better than I thought I was going to be because I'm used to playing in the rough and driving it nowhere where I wanted it to go. But so, <laughs> so I'm doing hole seven through 12. I was like one over through those five holes. Um, and then we get to like 13 and it was like 104 in Dallas. And I start like, I start feeling the heat. Like I can, I'm having a hard time breathing just because the humidity was horrible. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to 17, I remember I was reading my putt and I, all of a sudden I see like three golf balls. I'm like, oh, God, oh no, which one's oh. mine? Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm oh, practicing God. and I four putt from three feet away. Oh, God. oh no. It, it, yeah, I was going for a birdie and end up with a double bogey. But uh, Let's go, dude. Um, I couldn't play the 18th just because I really couldn't see anymore and couldn't breathe. So I got uh, through 17 holes. I uh, wow. for it does make a difference golf. But yeah, it was fun. I really did enjoy it. I'm looking forward to when it's a little bit cooler in Texas to get back out there again. But yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, look out, Tiger. Y'all got anything else you want to bring up before we move on? I mean, my life is boring. I'm working. But, you know, basketball's coming back, so that's exciting. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that, that later. Though. A little foreplay. I mean, foreshadow, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> For, yeah, foreplay works. <laughs> This is definitely foreplay for our audience. Dude, I'll, I just want to watch sports. That's all I want yeah, to do. I'm ready for some sports. Right, we're gonna move really on. I'll watch today. fishing, dude. A real sport, care. John. A real sport. Well, we're going to move on. Um, we've, got, we've got a lot today. I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit of a news blurb. Uh, we're going to do some MyGM. Uh, we're going to play a fun little uh, game called the initials game that Charlie's going to lead. We're going to talk about oh, the yeah. outlook on the NBA season like Daniel alluded to. We're going to do some would you rather, and we're going to do like a little fun uh, non-sports related keep trade cut. And then our big segment today is going to be fantasy football. 
Um, we're going to talk about draft strategy. We're going to do some keep trade cut. Uh, we're going to do some potential sleepers. Each of us picked um, five quarterbacks that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to do a draft. And I'm going to save that for later to reveal that because that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm really excited for it. So without further ado, let's move into the sports, into our, our like little news blurb. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is Dobbins holding out. He's announced that he's going to hold out. How do you feel about that? Charlie, you're the Vikings fan. Yeah, I mean, it's always something with the Vikings, I feel like. Ever since, well, as long as I, since Randy Moss, really, we've always had a little bit of drama around our team. Not like, luckily, like, not like the Steelers the last couple of years, but we've the always ABC had little, little things that just kind of drive you nuts like this. But um, I want to pay him, and he deserves it. We just really don't have money right now. And to be honest, he hasn't proven that he can play 16 games in a season. He's all, he has his injuries, and they seem to always come back and at least put him on the sideline for a little bit during the season. So it does make me a little nervous, especially he tore his ACL his rookie year, then he came back, and then last year he had a really good year, but then he hurt his shoulder towards the end of the year, and that kept nagging him. Um, he's had some hamstring problems in the past too. So obviously mm-hmm. I want him to get paid, and I can see why. But um, How much just, do you pay? How much do you, do you meet him in the middle or do you not even work with him and well, say you're, you're getting luckily the Vikings paying. GM Rick Spielman is really good about like reconstructing contracts with the team to free up some money to pay him. And so I feel like they should try to get as close as they can to what his target number is. I don't know if you should, he should be the highest paid running back because of what happened when Zeke got the highest paid running back. He really yeah. kind of, that's a lot of money in a, running back and 15 million you need offensive line beat up you can't yeah and just like i feel like there's other positions that you need more than that like you can pay a running back all the money in the world but if you don't have an offensive lineman that can open up holes for him i mean it doesn't really make a difference so how long mm-hmm. do you think the holdout's going do you think it's going to go all the way to the season or do well, you think i saw something i don't really know too much about the news uh deal they have but i heard he can't it's not wise for him to hold out with the new what are they like the CBA that they did? I don't know why that is. That's why I just, I saw an article or Mm -hmm. Adam Schefter tweeted that. Um, I don't know why that, if anyone knows exactly why that is, let me know. But. um, Okay. So I did a little bit of research, nothing crazy. The Vikings have in cap space this year, they've got about like a little over 12 million, right under 13 million this year. Mm -hmm. And the next year they bump back up to like 32 million. And so Dalvin said that, I mean, He's not trying to be the highest paid guy. He said he would be fine with $13 million annually is mm-hmm. what is what he said he wanted his average to be. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at the highest paid guys in the league. And now that Todd Gurley got cut, he's not one of those guys anymore. He's only making right above like five. But uh, that would make him tied for the fourth highest paid, I think, with David Johnson. So yeah. there's Christian McCaffrey, Ooh, uh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell's getting paid a lot too. Um, David Johnson. There's one other guy that I'm, I'm not thinking of right now. Um, and then Dalvin Cook said that he would be willing to take th- – oh, and uh, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's making like 15. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so Dalvin said he would be fine with 13 million. Now, this also doesn't really include guys like Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake who are either going to be paid this year or next year, probably on a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that would make him tied for the fourth highest paid, which – I think that's kind of rare in today's league. I feel like a lot of these players, all of them think that they're the best and deserve to be paid the best, mm-hmm. and it's always just a competition of who can be paid more every single year. Um, and so I think that he's being really smart with this. Um, obviously, like running back, 
is a shorter time frame. And so like, go get your money, like go get paid yeah. for real. I but, think uh, many years, what contract do you give him? Do you give him, you could offer him like a three year and backload it with money if he wants to get paid yeah. and tell him we can average it out. But then you're really relying because then you could have the John Wall contract that like super backloaded, but he never plays. So like, with the, especially with the running back, like basketball, it's one thing, but like especially with the running back, you don't want to offer long term. Yeah. With the heavy. Yeah, I would do like three to four years, end. four years at most. But I feel yeah. like the situation, I don't get the sense that it's like a Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. I don't think they're like butting heads and like feuding over this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they. Vikings are going to try paying him. I think the Vikings, their intentions, he's like one of the best running backs in the league, in my opinion. They're not going to just let him walk. I don't think they're going to let him. So I don't oh, think. Oh, definitely not. Um, I think with Diggs gone, like he's yeah, so they're gonna. He's like a big part of our offense. So they're going to work something out. I'm confident they will. I don't think that this is going to be a Melvin Gordon situation. No. Because in my opinion, I thought Melvin Gordon was dumb to hold out for as long as he did because yeah. everybody in the league knew that Austin Eckler was no joke. And I think the same after this last year, people know that Alexander Madison is not some like pushover. Alexander Madison yeah. is going to go out there and get some work done. He may not be as explosive and as fun to watch as Dalvin Cook, but he's going to go out there and he's going to get you like four and a half, five yards. Well, he's also great in the stretch, red zone. So like yeah. if he Dalvin wants to get paid, like. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I don't think Dalvin's holdout is going to go into the season. That's my opinion. No. Um, mm. But also like, I don't blame these guys. They want to get paid the the average um time the cliff for running backs is between 27 and 29 is when they're is when they start to fall off um and so yeah i, I would imagine that the vikings would sign him to a contract that would put him around that age mm-hmm. um you know, and you know i mean he deserves to get paid he's a he's a good guy he's a he's a uh, he's a fun guy to watch um but yeah obviously he had those injury concerns but I think he played a full season last year or pretty close to it he missed like games. two three games last yeah, year close to the yeah. end he got over a thousand yards Mm -hmm. yep we're gonna move on on to the next little news blurb just one more um Jameis said that uh he knows his value (laughs) and uh and he says what is it statistically he's one of the best he's he's historically one of the best best to play the game how do we how do we feel about that because he's not even a starting quarterback all right hear hear me out (laughs) i low-key think he's on to something yeah I think well, with yeah, all the with all the interceptions, with the amount that they're throwing, you got to look at how many points he gave you. Look at all the yards, all the touchdowns. You're gonna take interceptions, and all not all interceptions are quarterbacks' fault. I you're gonna throw that. it. It's yeah. gonna get forced into a situation. Your wide receiver is gonna drop the ball. There's all these other things. Interception, yes, most of the time it is quarterback's fault. Throws it, but. It can go through people's hands. There are so many different situations that, like, yes, he had a lot of a lot of interceptions, but I mean, not all his fault. You can say that for any quarterback, though. You can say Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks historically. Yeah, they've all got their stat. Like, <laughs> but if you look up, one thing. I'm just not good in prime time games. But like, it's <laughs> if like you look his interception history. I'm sorry. If you look at the Bucks history, he's got like the most. Passing yards for the for a name Bucks another Bucks quarterback though besides Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's Jeff true. Garcia is probably their best. <laughs> Straight one. up. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, he's got arm arm talent. Um, I, he's just never been the best decision maker. I mean, no, honestly, like, is it, don't call me crazy, but he's like a super ultra dirt pours man. Brett Favre. Uh, or man's Brett Favre. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, he slings the ball, and he's a guy that can that can throw 5,000 yards and 40 mm-hmm. touchdowns in a season. But he'll he's break your heart. Gonna, yeah, he's, well, he's got a lot of weapons. He's going to lose you games. If Drew Brees goes down with an injury, 
he is placed in a fantastic situation, and I feel like he could actually thrive. Yeah, like, but I feel like he could turn it around. Great situation. Historically, I don't consider him one of the best. No, I, not even close. Not no, even. not historically, I, I like best, like in the world. Then yes, because you're like. Isn't he a, the only one that put up thirty and thirty though? So technically, I, yeah, historically, he's number one in that stat. And Philip Rivers did twenty and twenty, something like that, <laughs> in the in his wings. All right, well, this is the last thing that we'll bring up claim. before we move on to, to my GM. But uh, how would y'all feel about me saying the idea that like Drew Brees, obviously. He's he actually is statistically one of the best to ever do it. There's like nine, something like nine five thousand yard seasons, and he has literally like half of them to himself. Coach. Yeah. So he's a guy that total. I mean, if anybody total. can throw for a ton of yards and an offense and a lot of touchdowns, it's Drew Brees. But if Drew Brees went down, could you imagine the Saints offense? I mean, it's it's not gonna be as efficient, but because it's not as efficient, they're gonna have to throw the ball way more. And so guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, stock, I think he might even go up. Yeah, dude, they're actually think, gonna have to throw the throw the ball deep this time. Well, it, Jameis is also more mobile than Drew too, so it gives them a whole other option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I don't. Know. Right. I think I think he'll thrive, but definitely be cool to see him in that role. I think that it'd be, could be yeah, it'd be interesting. I kind of feel bad for Chase, but like he went from the Bucks with like two really good receivers to the yeah, Saints. Yeah, you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Like, I, mean, I don't know how much is really going to change. But at anyways. the end of the day, that's, that's why it's hard to argue that, you know, the interception number isn't that big a deal because you have yeah. to It could be coaching, receivers. though, but Bruce Arians is also, like, quarterback person. So. Yeah. Yeah, but he well, also uh, threw for, like, 33 TDs, too. You got to look at that. Yeah. So, it's good. Um, so, we're going to move on to my GM. Uh, and this week, I've got the honor. Um, I'm really excited. This is going to be – pretty in-depth because I'm a Texans fan, kind of. Um, like, I love the Texans, but I hate the Texans right now. Uh, so Texans fan, like, you know, Monday through Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. It literally, I mean, ugh, the Texans have just crushed my heart. Uh, and so I'm going to go really in-depth on this. So let's just start from the top. Fire Bill O'Brien. <laughs> First and foremost, get that man. Uh, not Okay, listen. Not Give him a raise. Not only do I want Bill O'Brien violently escorted out of the building, I want him, I want him like, like he needs to be moved to like Micronesia. He needs to be, he needs to be away. He's great for everyone else. Yeah. He's, he's a, he is the Arizona Cardinals greatest general manager of all time. (laughs) You have an idea of who who you'd hire? Carson Covey? Literally anybody else. Anybody else? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I, this is kind of a weird thing, but Jeff Luna was the GM for the Astros, and then they got busted for the cheating stuff. We don't have time to talk about that. Mm-hmm. They can roast me all day long city. for that. But send that man to, like, football GM boot camp because the man was one of the best GMs in baseball. But anyway, Until fire Bill Ryan because he has too much power. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's the general manager. He's the coach. I mean, next thing you know, at Comic Nair is just going to sell him the team for, like, $12. $12. <laughs> um, and the frustrating thing about Bill O'Brien is that I have always been, up until this like last year, I've been an advocate for Bill O'Brien because I don't think he's a bad coach. <laughs> I don't think a bad coach can take Brock Osweiler and Ryan Mallett to the postseason, but he has consistently shown zero progress. We have yet to make it past the divisional round in the playoffs. Uh, and that, and we had what, like a 33 point lead against the chiefs. And then Bill O'Brien just said, you lost whoa, that whoa, in a quarter. You have history to keep and said, here, Andy Reid, please destroy us. One quarter. It was so frustrating to be watching that game. And I was so excited and I just, I've never laughed harder in my life. Uh, I did that the opposite rough. of laughing. Um, 
but yeah, blew a huge lead to the Chiefs. That was and, and just terrible team management. I mean, we'll get to De- we'll get to DeAndre Hopkins in a second because I might cry, so I might have to take a break. But um, <laughs> guys like Jadavion Clowney and Tyron Matthew, the Texans when we let Jadavion Clowney go had some of the most. I think we were top three, top five in cap space in the league, and we were just like, no, nah, we don't need Jadavion. We'll be fine with uh, with JJ who hasn't for? played in like two seasons. Didn't you um, trade him for like two picks? Yeah, we traded him for like a third rounder and uh, and like two players, like two backup players. And like an old washing machine. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Tyron Matthew, we let Tyron Matthew walk. Same situation. We didn't really have yeah. any great safeties. I guess Reed, he's he's not bad. He's a he's a good young player, but we didn't really have anybody else besides Reed who was making plays. And you know we had the cap space to sign him, but we just decided to let him walk. We had seventy four million dollars in cap space, and we let him walk. Um. So, uh, yeah, let me just get to the point where I am going to get really emotional. So I just need y'all support in this manner. But uh, we traded DeAndre Hopkins and a 2020 fourth round pick for David Johnson. Who's that? 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick. Yeah, uh, The Vikings uh, traded Stefan Diggs for a first rounder, just so you know. Yeah. I yeah. also want to remind you that you thought – David Johnson was one of the greatest running backs about this a year was like ago. two years ago. Okay, <laughs> no, it was a year ago. Cut me some some slack. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so. Who did who did they replace uh, Hopkins with? Because they replaced the uh, yeah we signed we signed they replaced Diggs with somebody else with Justin Jefferson. So yeah, Justin Jefferson. But we we signed Brandon Cooks, who's probably he might play the season opener and then be concussed for the next four <laughs> seasons in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Honestly, the concussion, that's a big deal, but I don't want to make light of that. But, yeah, he's, he's just a guy that hasn't been on the field in a long time. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins, easily one of the best uh, wide receivers in the league currently um, and is, honestly has the talent to be a Hall of Famer. And paired with Deshaun Watson, who is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, uh, the fact that we let that combination go away is really baffling to me. Um, and he wasn't – I mean, his contract was very reasonable, and we had the money to pay him more. And he wasn't even threatening a holdout. And even so, Bill O'Brien was like, no, nah, I want him out of here. Um, and so we traded for David Johnson, who has, who is the fourth highest paid running back in the league. And last year played like four, season, or four games before he got benched for yeah. a rookie and for a guy that they traded out of uh, Miami for, Kenyon Drake. And even when he was healthy, he came back and had like three snaps a game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me, Bill O'Brien? And he's got uh, two years left and over $20 million on his contract. <laughs> well, I didn't even know about his contract. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he has the injury concern. We had, there was that one game last year where he did come back, and he had that one carry. It was like a left outside run, and he literally looked like a 10-year-old obese boy trying to get to the outside. <laughs> he, it just He didn't have any strength. He didn't have any burst. And it was honestly like it, it, it really broke my heart because I'm a big David Johnson fan. These guys know it back in like, what was it, like 2015, 2016, his rookie year and the All or Nothing series on Amazon, hashtag not a sponsor. That was like so cool to see him develop. And, and, he, and he's like a really good guy and everything. So it breaks my heart. Um, but I'll move on past Bill O'Brien being an idiot. Um, yeah, we need to get Bill O'Brien out of there. That's the first step. Uh, honestly, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I would like for Cal McNair to maybe consider selling the team because if somebody, if, if an owner is allowing and willing to have a, a coach like Bill O'Brien run his team into the ground and make zero progress and continue to give him power. I just don't understand that thought process. And that's not a guy I want running my franchise. Um, I just don't really trust him. 
Um, so we had an abysmal defense. We had the 28th ranked defense last year. We were 25th in rushing yards per game at uh, 121 rushing yards per game. And we were 29th in passing yards per game, allowing 267 passing yards per game. And we had a turnover differential of zero. And so that's not a terrible stat, but what this basically means is that we had the same amount of turnovers on offense as we recovered on defense. And usually, I mean, you naturally you want to be in the positive. That's what a good team is. It, it just shows high level of efficiency in the offense and high level of efficiency in the defense. Um, and we were 26th in sacks with 31. 26th. And we let a guy like Jadavion Clowney go. Now I get it. He's not a guy that plays 20 or plays 16 games a year, but come on now. Are you serious? 26th in sacks. What a fall from grace. Um, and so I would say the first thing we need to do is add offensive line depth. Last year was the first time in a long time that our offensive line wasn't complete and utter garbage. I think back in like 2017, 2018, <laughs> uh, the Vikings and the Texans were battling it out for oh, the most we won. biggest joke of an offensive line. We won. <laughs> and so uh, I think that we need to add some depth. Uh, and so there are like two guys that I looked at, at a, that are free agents. I, I brought up the idea of Cordy Glenn and Larry Warford. So Cordy Glenn, I believe, is like a right tackle and Larry Warford is like a left guard. Um, and both of them are really good in the passing game, but I think that we probably need them more in the running game. And what I would like to do is Cordy Glenn is a guy that looks like, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have the lateral quickness anymore because he's getting older. And so if you, if you pushed him inside, he's just, man, he's a power blocker. He's a big guy and he's going to, he's going to pancake you. Uh, and so I'd like to maybe add one of those two guys for a cheaper deal on the inside. Um, maybe they can be our sixth guy or even challenge for a starting spot. Um, and we need to stop the run. Um, I mean, we need to stop everything because we were garbage overall. But, uh, you know, we drafted um, Blacklock with our second round guy to TCU who actually um, went, who's, who's from my neighborhood here in Houston. Um, and so I know a couple guys that know this guy. But I'm just not sure if he's a guy that's going to be able to help us much. He seems like a guy that relies on um, being quick and at his size in the NFL – uh, I just don't know if speed rushers are very useful at the defensive tackle position unless you're running a 4-3 defense, and we don't do that. Um, so I don't know if he really fits the system. Um, and he didn't seem like a very good tackler out of TCU. All of his tackles were like assists. People, have, Somebody had already hit the running back or the quarterback once, and he finished it. Um, Jadavion Clowney is a free agent. Now, I know it's unrealistic to think that we can bring him back to Houston, but he's out there. We can afford to pay him. Um, we've got over $20 million in cap space and we can, we can uh, backload the contract because uh, we only are, we're only going to get more and more um, cap space over the next few years. Uh, and we need help rushing the quarterback. And the funny thing about Jadavion Clowney is that historically he's actually better at stopping the run than he is at rushing the passer. Um, so he would be very helpful um, to be on the opposite side of JJ Watt. Um, this next one, I just think we need to sign every single cornerback that's a free agent <laughs> and just kick the tires. Like everybody gets a game. Um, yeah, we just, I mean, we don't have anybody. We have Jonathan Joseph and then we let Kareem Jackson go. Uh, we said, eh, we don't think that AJ Boye being the best cornerback in the league right now is good enough for our team. And so we let him walk too. Um, yeah, we're just a mess. Uh, I think the next thing that we need to do is we just need to get on our hands and knees and pray for Deshaun Watson that he can do it by himself because that's basically what we're expecting him to do. Um, and I, I will say – I got a quick question for you. Yeah. This year when your team trades Deshaun for a fourth rounder, mm -hmm. um, how are you going to feel and which team would he go to? 
That's a great question. So um, I'm already Please dead clients. inside. And so it's literally like kicking a dead horse. Um, because what I don't, would I you, don't have a heart anymore. If they trade him to the Patriots, what would you do? Um, well, like I said, I'm already dead inside. Um, and they give them back a, a fifth round pick. Uh, but I think I think them trading them to the Patriots would be similar to me. Um, what if you got Bill, o, Bill Belichick for Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson? They, you had to send the Patriots Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson, but you got Bill Belichick. Well, that depends because I feel like Bill Belichick would probably retire the second he got to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what would happen for our luck. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't be, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Deshaun Watson. I, I sincerely mean that um, because yeah. there's nothing here for him anymore. Just a rebuild. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Just sell out and go get Trevor Lawrence, I guess. <laughs> I got a um, question. What about yeah, J.J. She, Watt? What about long do you think? They're going to give him to the Steelers so that all three brothers are in the same <laughs> city. Unite. How long do you think he has left in the Texans? I feel like well, he's going downhill. Let's see here. J.J. Watt is coming up on the end Enjoy, of his six-year contract, I think, that he signed a while ago. So I think he's got another year or two. I would imagine that we would resign him um, just because, the. I mean, he's just like a staple in the foundation of the city of Houston. Yeah. I mean, nobody has been more active in a city that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, do y'all have any, like, marquee players that have been that big in your communities that you can think of. I mean, you have your local, like Kyle Rudolph has been um, really mm-hmm. good for Minnesota, but yeah. um, Minneapolis isn't Houston. It's not as big. Yeah, or, that's fair. Mason yeah. Rudolph was good about uniting us all around Big Ben <laughs> <laughs> and realizing how good he was. Does that well, count? Uh, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that J.J. Watt will retire a Texan, and if he didn't, I think that would be just robbery of everybody in Houston. I, I actually think that people would stop going to Texans games if we yeah. got rid of J.J. Watt. I legitimately believe that. Um, I, I guess a way Cal McNair could redeem himself. Um, I've been wanting this to happen for a while, but it breaks my heart that the Tennessee Titans still own the rights to Oilers merchandise and the name and the history, and I want Cal McNair to bring the Oilers back to Houston so that way we can bring back um, our players that were so good back in the 90s. Love you, Blue. Um, having those throwback jerseys, I think that would be awesome. So if you, you did that. You look like you need a hug, dude. Yeah. You've been broken too many times this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, the caffeine has dehydrated me, so I can't cry. We're only in our <laughs> second segment. No, it's true, man. I promise I it gets happier. Really it gets happier. I'm really sad. But we'll okay, have a fun I'll game wrap it up, up with these couple things. <laughs> um, obviously, we need to re-sign Deshaun Watson. I think we need to give him a front-middle loaded contract. Um, like, give him, you know, not not a ton in year one, but then the next two or three years, just like, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers-level contract. Mm-hmm. Where Aaron Rodgers, I think, he, he got like something like 80 million in the first like two or three years. And so um, that would be really helpful in the long run to um, kind of rebuild some of the pieces that we've lost, which is everywhere. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, last thing I'll say is about state. Will Fuller. I think that Will Fuller is a talented guy, but he can't, can't, be, can't stay field. healthy. Yeah. yeah. And so that's really frustrating. So if we do resign Will Fuller, it would have to be a team friendly deal. He's too injury prone, maybe something similar to Tyler Boyd who got like, three, four years, $10 million a year. I think I would be fine with that, especially since the cap is going up. Um, but he is not a number one. And and he when he's healthy, he's a fantastic number two. But the problem is he can't stay healthy. So <clears throat> that's all I've got on my GM. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Texans, and I really, really hope that 
um, they can turn it around. But genuinely, I really hope that they suck this year because if they did and if they missed the playoffs, there's no way that they'd be able to keep Bill O'Brien. So um, that's what I've got on that. Do y'all have anything else that you want to bring up about what I what I talked about for the Texans? Any other questions or ideas? No, we need to we need to mm. pick me up. You seem to yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cue the happy music. We're gonna, yeah, I'm pretty sad. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a smile on there. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> gonna have a good rest of the day. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, Charlie, tell us yeah, what this play a game. game is like. We're gonna play a game called the initials game, and mm. the initials for the first game are gonna be CT. And so I chose um, celebrities, athletes, musicians, basically famous people. Um, for this one, they're just celebrities and musicians. And so I'm going to give you guys some clues. And you're going to have to guess who this person is based off the clues. And so just beep in or buzz or make a noise mm-hmm. if you have a guess. And if you guess and you get it wrong, you can't guess anymore until everyone else has given their guess. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think I got it. Let's do it. Okay. So the first person, the first clue <laughs> is... I am an American actor, and my career blew up from the movie Step Up. Channing Tatum. Oh, snap. That is correct. Carson with one point. Let's go. I had so many good clues for that one, too. Sorry, pal. Uh, I'm a winner. Okay. Are you guys ready for uh, this next one? You know I am. Uh, Right. Yeah, let's go. I am a model... And I made my modeling debut on Deal or No Deal. No That's deal. rough. CT. Just like, like, one like, like, like one of the like briefcase girls. Uh huh. Is it still what? CT? CT. CT. Kate Upton. I'm telling you right now, I'm not gonna get this. Yeah, I mean, said Kate Upton with the initials <laughs> KU. <laughs> you can no longer guess. That's like you can no longer guess. You can no longer guess, Thatcher. Wow. I didn't buzz though. Classic that. I didn't buzz. You blurted so. out a name. <laughs> you buzzed when you led with Kate. That hey, was sometimes your buzz. we just have to learn through All fire, right. Thatcher. Maybe next year. This is the first time playing. I'll allow you one more guess, Thatcher. Oh, you're too nice. Sweet. All right. Hey, ne- next one. Second clue. I like to write cookbooks. That is the worst clue of all time. Oh, if you like to cook, John, maybe you'd get that clue. Maybe you'd have their book. All right. Next clue. I co-hosted Lip Sync Battle. Chrissy Teigen. Yes. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know where I got that from. I just like, she was like, okay, so I got off of Twitter a while ago. I'm not really on social media anymore, but towards the end of my Twitter time, she was like, her name was always on my timeline for some reason. She's pretty popular on Twitter and social media. That's wild. All right. This last person i only picked yeah, three because yeah. i actually thought this would take a little bit longer you're gonna this, let me but... take the clean sweep here yeah oh, carson's really good at losing games mm. all right i am a christian singer that's the first clue uh chris tomlin thatcher <laughs> i mean that. bitch, ring <laughs> let's go oh, buzzing in i didn't buzz it buzz Peter. all right so <laughs> i'm it. gonna keep like a game log of all-time initial mm-hmm. game winners. So Carson won two and Thatcher won one, and Daniel and John are yet to be on the scoreboard. Big fat zero. I made me pick more really people next losing. time because I honestly didn't think you guys could get them that quickly. Dude, that but, was uh, easy peasy lemon. Not happy. Carson got that first one real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Channing Tatum, baby. 
Man, what a honk. Am I right? Oh, that's something to be proud of. Beautiful man. <laughs> He's a my beautiful last clue for that one was you know me from Magic Mike. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. That would have been it, the. But maybe that's I how should. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. So, uh, one thing that we'd like to do in the future is. Uh, is we're going to keep like a log of who's won what kind of contests. And so two weeks ago, uh, we did the draft. And so we're going to throw that up on social media at some point. Um, we might throw it up after today's draft, um, just so they all have more than one to vote on. And we'll just keep like a record of like, of, uh, of who's won how many drafts. And that could be like a little fun thing to see who's the best at drafting, whatever, who's the best of these games. Because um, like I said, on our last podcast, we all love to win, but it's also fun to roast the loser. So um, oh, yeah. So yeah, now we're going to move on to our next segment and we're just going to talk about the outlook of the NBA season and kind of what the future holds. So John, Daniel, Charlie, you got anything about how you feel about the NBA season coming up? I'm interested for the NBA season. I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm definitely a big NBA guy. So this is kind of, you know, this is yeah, that's all Portland it's revving my engine a little bit. Yeah, Portland, we don't have a football team. So basketball is, you know, really all we care about. So I'm definitely excited. I think Portland has a really good shot. We got Nurkic and Collins coming back from injury. Hood won't be back because he's still dealing with stuff. But, I mean, we had a kind of rough season this year with injury. So this should be kind of exciting to kind of see what our team actually could look like. Kind of I think reveal the big some question, of that true potential. Yeah, I think the big question is, is the season going to happen and what is it going to look like? It's going to. They're going to do it in Orlando. They've been releasing all their rules and everything. Or are you mm-hmm. talking about next season? Yeah. I'm just talking about this upcoming season. Oh, this one? Yeah. I yeah. mean, they have their play game set. Yeah. Um, what all is going on? They've been sending out the rules and everything about uh, what the players can do. How Did they you hear be- that one crazy rule that they can't play double ping pong? Yeah, because they have to <laughs> stay six feet apart. Joe Ingles was upset. <laughs> Um, I love Joe. Joe Ingles, I swear that man. But Dan, talk you guys about are, like the definition of average Joe. That dude <laughs> is a dad in the NBA, but he is so good. Doesn't make okay. So sense. talk about some of these like new rules. Are all of the teams going to be participating? Um, why are they all playing in Orlando? Tell us some of the like the the general overview stuff. No, not all teams. The Timberwolves didn't make the cut, and I just no. think they're. It was scared. one team out of the East, and then how many teams are tied? It was. There's like four. There's I nine total teams that West. are on the fringe. So there's eight out of the East, and then one out of the or eight out of the West, one out of the East, and the one. So how team are out they the selecting East who is, is playing? Um, it was based off like win percentage, I believe. Um, and then where they ranked currently in the season. So from there, you have to play up into the eighth and the ninth seed. So from these playoff play-in games to get into playoffs, you have to win so many games. I think the Wizards have to win. I think they have to sweep with – I think they get one loss. And then from there to play into it, they have to play a series against who would be like the ninth seed, and they have to win two in a row or something like so that. So basically the Wizards aren't – yeah. No, it's yeah. a Wizards year, baby. <laughs> the Wizards only win games because they're in the Eastern Conference, which is just a joke of a conference. Oh. It is awful. They Like, all the good players are in the West. You guys have – who's even in the East besides Giannis? I mean, <laughs> you could argue about the 76ers, but, I mean, I think that's yeah, just kind of waiting to explode. I mean, Joel Embiid, he's a big name. 
Yeah. Okay, I mean, but Vincent, the West is kind of sitting there. Stacked. I don't know. No, LeBron, I know what you're saying. Okay, Kawhi. so who who takes who takes you guys' uh eighth and ninth seeds going in then? I mean, right now the Grizzlies in the West. So right now, right now yeah. in the West, Grizzlies are eighth currently. Portland Grizzlies is ninth. It. What? I think the Grizzlies make it. The Pel- I think the Pelicans make it. No. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I think the honestly, Pelicans snag the last seed. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of torn between really. I mean, and I want to hope that Portland gets it, but I don't think they will. Honestly, I think it could be Grizzlies or Pelicans, and it's kind of tough to know because Pelicans came on real strong at the end of the season when Zion came back. Well, it's yeah, all, also hard start. to know just because there's some NBA players who aren't going to play, so it's hard to know like who's all even going to be in Orlando. So it kind of, we kind of have to wait to see who checks in and who's actually going to play the this little like uh, yeah. the play-in games to get. And do you really think the play like? Do you think this really means? Do you think it means more or means less to the players if they win the championship? Like, is it like oh, we won think- the pandemic or? Do you, is, I think it really it'll mean like a lot anything? to the young players yeah. and to yeah. players like Dame who don't make it much. I think to someone like LeBron, it would it would still mean something. You're still winning the championship. They still had to work to get there, but I think weird. this one doesn't mean as much. Yeah, yeah like an asterisk. You're a player yeah. who hasn't yeah. gone there or you're a young player. So if Zion carries the Pelicans, they make it all the way. It's fantastic. It means a ton. I think if Jaw takes his team, has this nutty rookie season, carries his team, and they make it, that's huge. You know what yeah, I'm that saying? Stud. And so yeah, I think I like coming – so I think a lot of it also is just coming out of this huge break. Who comes in healthy? Who – so, like, I know the big thing with Zion is they're debating how healthy he's going to be, what shape he's going to be in. So, like, he was kind of still getting in NBA shape. There's a huge difference between, like, college shape, NBA yeah, shape. Sure. He's coming off the injury. So they're saying, like – how in shape he can be coming into this into mm-hmm. this play in games and, and what yeah. all that looks like and so that's I don't know I think the Kings also I think they're sneaky they're also super young I don't know I don't yeah. think they'll make it I think give it a couple years on them I don't know, Dan, watch out for the about, Wolves I don't, I don't next think years. Portland I think Portland's gonna drop it honestly kind of hope they do at this it's point work. you know it's it's kind of tough because you want them to succeed you know we got dame who's probably really you know in his prime right oh, now he's so funny we'd love to see them make it farther than they <clears throat> probably would but at, the, at this point it might be better that we just don't make it I yeah. mean, they, what, they what got is, some work to do in the off season what is dame's stance on it because i heard he didn't want to play but he'd go at this he'd point i think he, he wants to go and he wants to play he's definitely okay. an avid you know supporter of all that's going on right now mm-hmm. he's very vocal about all that but at this point i think he really wants to play okay so I, think, I think you know he t- he'll take advantage of the platform he's given through the opportunity to play yeah I think some people don't get as much of that you know like dame because yeah. he's an all-star but well how do you feel mm-hmm. about nurkic and Collins? i mean collins i don't know i'm not a big fan of collins nurkic hasn't proven himself to me i don't think them coming back will do anything it would just honestly kind of give us a, a trial run at what our, our season could have been, kind of give us a little taste of what you know could be coming well, next year, yeah. what things we might need to work on. We definitely have pieces that are missing. It's and it could be like familiarity. Like they yeah. they went in that deep run last year with all those guys. And so it could just – maybe it gives them a boost and like, hey, let's just do what we did last year, give them a little confidence of not yeah. playing mm-hmm. for a while, but they know they've done this in the past. So I don't know. Maybe it can work out. Yeah, yeah this, I think, you know, it's a big guys. momentum thing for mm-hmm. going into the offseason. So this will do kind of determine, I think, the size of the move your, they make. Do you all split your backcourt of CJ and Dame if y'all don't make this play-in? Dude, I could totally see it happen in the summer. Like, just 
it's tough CJ, when you've got two small CJ? guards, very offensive minded that don't play defense. I think CJ would be the one to go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know I know John Wall's not traveling. Um it was talks. Wouldn't matter Wizards. anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's a wizard year, baby. We're making it. <laughs> it's deep run this year. No, uh, but he said he was like debating it was kinda of up in the air. Um, but I know he's not going. He was talking about how he just wants to stay in it's like Kevin um, Durant. Kind of his own thing, either. yeah, and just get focused and prep yeah. for this next year instead. Yeah. Which Honestly, I think this is was a fair. Miracle season I think for KD, KD and him. What? Yeah. I think this is a miracle for KD because, I mean, you, you can't imagine that. I mean, especially the Nets organization wants to pay this man a year to just sit on the bench, <clears throat> especially with Kyrie there too. I mean, you want that duo to be there. And yeah. so him, him basically having the NBA season canceled so that way he can recover – yeah, I mean, it, it sucks for the league. It sucks for the fans, but got to admit, it's good for KD. I think yeah. I honestly think the players were kind of on the edge about this whole Orlando thing. They're kind of like, we're playing again, but I mean, this is still kind of weird. Until MLB was starting to talk about what they're going to do, and all the MLB players were all tweeting. They're all saying, when and where, get us playing. And so I think that really kick-started all these NBA players, and they're like, heck, like let's go play. I mean, we, this is what we're yeah. paid to do. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the cool rules is that players are allowed to go to other teams' games. So yeah, I yeah, think cool. while there won't be fans It'll feel like the, the NCAA basketball tournament, like March Madness. It'll, it'll feel like oh, cool. that, yeah. but the fans will be other NBA players and like other teams will be there. So That's I think tight. I think that will be really cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. almost like the All-Star game, yeah. you know, yeah. like the dunk contest, stuff like that. All right, yeah. so um, – I, honestly, I think the most important thing, the biggest thing, is that people want sports back. We just miss sports. Yeah. Um, Whatever it is, um, we miss it. We need it back. Um, but above all, I mean, we got we got to worry about player safety, um, and they have to be responsible and be an influence to the rest of the world in that manner. But you know, we just we got to be selfish sometimes, and we really want our sports back. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, so, so now we're going to move out of like sports for a little bit. Just take like a little bit of a breather, and we're going to do some would you rather. Um, so I've got a question for y'all. Um, once again, these guys have no idea what I'm about to throw their way. So this is going to be all over the top analytics. Here we go. Would you guys rather only need four hours of sleep with 20 hours of just average regular productivity or only be awake for four hours a day with, with a 300% boost in productivity? Right off the bat, I would take the 20 hours of production with four hours of sleep. Why is that? You get more to your day. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I could do – I don't know. I think it's it's the feeling of doing more. Um, so I feel like if I'm sleeping – it's like when you sleep in, you feel like you're wasted today. So if you wake mm-hmm. up at like noon, you're like, shoot, man, like I wasted it. Like honestly, you could stay up for another 12-plus hours and stay up past midnight. Yeah. But I feel like I've wasted my day of sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd rather be up and it would be better for me to realize and feel like I'm doing stuff throughout the whole day. Yeah. and only sleep for four. I mean, I pretty much did that during college anyway, so I already know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely – I agree with John. I feel like I do it a lot as it is, sleep the day away, and so I'd rather, much rather be more productive and do more with my day. Um, Dutch, what are you thinking? Read the, read the last option one time. So you can either have four hours of sleep with 20 hours of regular productivity or, or 20 hours of sleep and only being awake four hours a day with 300% boost in productivity. 20, 20 hours of sleep is a lot, dude. Actually, that's know. like how much you sleep already. No. <laughs> that's like one day for you. 
<laughs> this honestly sounds like you're dead. No, no, I would, I would so much rather just sleep for four hours and get more of your day. Cause That's I don't fair. know if you're sleeping the rest of your life. I mean, you can, I don't know. It's, you're going to miss out a lot if you're sleeping all the time. So mm -hmm. I'll say one thing. Okay. I'm excited to hear what Daniel has to say. I want to, I want to hear if he breaks the trend because I feel like out of all of us, I mean, I feel like all of us are relatively pretty studious people, especially when it comes to the things we're passionate about. But Daniel is the freaking CEO-minded guy of the group. So, Daniel, what, what, what would you rather do? Yeah, I actually had to think about this one for a minute. I do, man, I love the thought of being productive. You know, that, whew, that just like, I got a little excited there. But <laughs> little, little wind up. There's the, the butt. Yeah. There's the butt. <laughs> His pants move but, a little. Man, that FOMO would. <laughs> exactly. Family friendly. Activity, that's, baby. that's what gets me going. The kids but... won't understand this, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I think, you know, the FOMO would probably get to me a little bit if I'm sleeping that long. That's probably that's what would, would push me over the edge. That's the other fair. Night. Honestly, I don't see a way that you can say, even with like a thousand percent boost in productivity, for me, it's like the, the idea of FOMO. And plus, even if my average is, uh, even if my average is like um, my average amount of productivity throughout the rest of the day, I mean, 20 hours, I mean, you get eight hours of your productivity stuff done, and then you have the rest of the time to just chill and relax. I mean, I feel like people one of the biggest problems in corporate America now is that people don't get enough time at home. And that's why COVID has been an interesting thing, but I don't want to get too far into that. Let's move on to the next uh, little question. Let's do the keep trade cut guys. Let's make this one a little bit quicker. We've, we've gone pretty long so far, but would you, you got to keep trade cut video games, oh God, movies, that's keep. TV shows. Ooh, I'm trading snap. movies, keeping video games. And wait, what did I say? I'm cutting TV movies. shows is the last one. I'm I'm trading. Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm trading keep TV shows. I'm keeping video games though. So. Yeah, I'll keep trading. video games because that's anything. how I stay in touch. And then I'll cut um, movies, and then I'll trade TV shows. Yeah, I'm trading TV shows and cutting movies. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I think video games is the easy cut. Literally, the only reason I play video games is just a social thing to stay in touch with like y'all and um, other friends and whatnot. So that was the easy pick to cut? Yeah, that's the easy <laughs> wait, cut. Wait wow. a minute. Serious wow. priorities lie. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey. yeah I guess, yeah, so. Have you seen the SNL skit, <laughs> Debbie Downer? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I guess. Just like that, my pants one. went back to normal. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big movies guy, but I also love like a really, really high quality TV show. Um, this is a tough one, but I think I'm going to keep movies and trade TV shows just because I feel like my favorite movies are, I mean, just imagine getting rid of the entire Avengers, like MCU, you know, that would kind of suck, Mike. but <laughs> no, Channing Tatum is not that, mm -hmm. not that big a part of my heart, but I think that, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Final answer. Has anybody not answered? I haven't answered yet. What do you, what do you got for us, Daniel? Man, uh, I can't, I'm stuck on this one. It's tough because I've literally watched The Office like a thousand times. But you're a movie like, guy. But I'm a movie guy. So on the end of the day, like that's the only TV show that I really watch. Like, that's you fair. know. You got all those movie clips. So I'm probably going to have to cut TV shows. Yeah. Uh, but, man, movies and video games. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way of Carson and say that I care about my friends. So <laughs> <laughs> you never play with Daniel. us anyway. 
Video games are going to have to stay. Movies are going to get traded. I'm going to get some pretty good stuff for that trade, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll get well, more uh, video games for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to move into fantasy football. I'm freaking pumped. Fantasy football is legitimately one of my biggest passions. Y'all know this better than anyone. I could talk fantasy every day for the rest of my life. How many podcasts are you subscribed to just for fantasy football? Just for fantasy football, only one. Because I only Uh, care about the opinions of my dudes over there at the fantasy footballers. Hashtag not a sponsor. Love this. How many conventions have you been to for fantasy football? Okay, I have been to zero conventions. (laughs) I did go to one of their live shows. That was pretty fun. So you went to a convention. (laughs) No. How many cheat codes do you print off before each draft that we have? All the cheat codes. No, what we should be asking is how many cheat codes work that you've printed off. That's fair. That's a great point. <laughs> Honestly, You're though, it's probably 50-50. Hey, I usually place high, but it's been, it's been like two years since I've gotten the ship. But let's move on. We're going to talk about, for the first little section of fantasy, we're going to talk about draft strategy and like preferred roster construction. So does anybody want to take the lead on their preferred way when, they, when they're going through like a draft? Well, mine's really simple. I just draft, besides quarterback, best available between my receiver and running back. Let's say I draft a running back in the first round. And it comes back to me. I still draft best available between running back and receiver. Hmm. Okay, and so if I drop two running backs with my first two picks, I'm going to draft receivers with my next two. Um, that's kind of how I go about it. I just kind of draft best available. <coughs> just so everybody knows, like wide receiver. Before we go too far into this, our our ideal league format is like points per reception. So you get a full point for every reception oh, yeah. that you get. We're not a tight end premium. We're not a two quarterback league. Um, whenever we do redraft, it's a point per reception. So, John, what were you going to say? I think my strategy is usually closing my eyes and throwing a dart at a board. Uh, Auto drafter. It's usually <laughs> best up. Uh, he picks Steelers luck. players. He picked I John picks Steelers. My eyes and, so biased, and pick dude. blindly. I only have one Steeler player on my team No, right no, now. two years ago you picked two ben, years ago, Big I had Ben the in the roster. first round. <laughs> you their ridiculous. That was pretty ridiculous. Didn't I win that year? No. No. No, Daniel won that year. I won that year. I won that year. Daniel's a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just so everybody knows, all of us, we're in a dynasty league, and if you don't know what a dynasty league is, it's basically like the real NFL where you draft, you have an an initial draft, and you draft your entire team, which is like our initial roster, I think, was like 23 roster spots, and now we're bumping it up to like 25, I think, this year. But uh, you keep these players for life, okay? And then you have like a rookie draft every year. Yeah. <laughs> and I quit. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. So yeah, we we're going into year two of our dynasty league. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'll go next. So um, I, my, I guess the biggest part of my strategy is I'm probably not going to take a quarterback in the first like eight to 10 rounds. You can always find value in quarterbacks later in the draft. Um, and I prefer I prefer going running back heavy. Now that doesn't mean that my draft approach isn't necessarily balanced, but this last year I played around with, I think I drafted like five running backs in the first seven rounds in, in uh, one in my redraft league last year. And it's just because it's so much easier to find a wide receiver on the waiver wire who can give you one solid week as a wide receiver, two or three, but there is a bigger drop off between running backs. So if you look historically at the difference between the wider or the the running back 1 versus the wide res, or versus the running back 24 
there is a substantial difference in points. But if you look at the wide receiver one and the wide receiver 24, it's not going to be as substantial. And so that's why running backs are usually uh, more valuable. And so I kind of focus on that. I usually take a tight end late. Um, this last year uh, was the first time I ever took a, a tight end early. I took Travis Kelsey in the second round, but that's also because I had a swing pick. So I had basically back-to-back -back picks and that was really out of the, out of the norm for me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much my strategy. Thatcher or Daniel, you got any strategy? Yeah. Um, I, I usually do the same thing only like I'll, I'll pick a tight end a little higher just cause I mean, there's a very few, very, very valuable ones. I mean, Travis Kelsey led the league in receptions or, uh, led the chiefs in receptions and, and like, uh, and like you got George Kittle and like, I don't know. I mean, that one spot can make a huge difference. So that's about it, really. I mean, running back, running back, wide receivers, probably look for a solid tight end fourth round or so, and then basically do the same thing as y'all. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference that I do. I mean, I would say yeah, I'm usually one of the last people to draft or quarterback. That's just kind of the way I usually go about it. And I don't usually have a whole lot of depth at that position. Maybe not the best decision, but uh, probably stick with RBs first. Yeah, definitely seems to be a bigger drop off. But with this dynasty league, it's kind of shifted me towards looking more at the wide receivers and making that more of a priority. I also like to pick a lot of the sleepers, maybe to my own demise, but you know, we'll see if that turns out. This dynasty league <laughs> could uh, turn things around for that. So yeah, so we're starting to get pretty, pretty up there in our time. So we're going to actually keep our keep trade cuts for next week. And we'll get into that. That'll be a treat. That'll be fun. We've got some difficult questions, but we're going to move now into our potential sleepers. And so basically what we did is all five of us, um, we wanted to restrict it to quarterbacks this week. So all of us have our own sleeper when it comes to fantasy quarterbacks. And so I'm going to go first and then Thatcher's going to go and then Daniel and then John and then Charlie. Okay. So let me, let me read you some stats real quick. Okay. I'm going to read you two different players and I'm going to ask you basically if you would be okay with these guys as your, as your quarterback. Okay. So player one threw the ball 596 times completed 388 passes. That's a completion percentage of 65% over a 16 game pace. This person threw for 4,900 yards and 30 passing touchdowns with 11 picks. They ran the ball for 270 yards and had three rushing touchdowns. They finished the year with 348 points. Player two, a 16 game pace would have been 374 completions out of 582 attempts. That's a 64% completion percentage for 5,000 yards, 38 passing touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions, adding 132 rushing yards, finishing at 343 fantasy points. So this is only about, gosh, what, five fantasy points less? They're, with, they're that close to each other. Can y'all tell me who quarterback one is and who quarterback two is? Quarterback two, Matthew Stafford. So quarterback two is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is my sleeper. Who's quarterback one? Patrick Mahomes. Quarterback one is Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. So oh, in sucks. 2019, Dak Prescott <laughs> finished as the quarterback two behind Lamar Jackson. Mm, that's my Matthew Stafford on a 16 game pace this last season he only played eight games he had he had an injury but during his eight games 
he would have been on pace to finish as the quarterback three, only five points behind Dak Prescott. I think that I think that this is ridiculous. I mean, he is going as the quarterback 16 in drafts. Okay, so that's a quarterback three. No, it's a quarterback two, but that is so low. I mean, he is basically going as an undrafted guy. So we, we usually play in a 10 to 12 man league. And assuming that every team is probably, it would be the smart thing to do, only take one quarterback, he is undrafted. I think that this is blasphemy. I think this is ridiculous. He would have been the quarterback three, and he only had like two below average games. So that's a pretty consistent player. Okay, he, he, gave, he gave you like two games for like less than 17 points in, in, in one game. Um, and he, there, he's always been a consistent guy. He's always been a top 10 in his career. And there's always a diamond in the rough. Let me throw you some stats. Um, last year, Lamar Jackson was being drafted as the quarterback 10, no, dr- being drafted no earlier than the eighth round pick. He finished as the quarterback one. Two years ago, Patrick Mahomes was being drafted as the quarterback 15. And he wasn't being drafted before the 10th round. Okay, I get it. Matthew Stafford, he's a little bit farther into his career. He's no Lamar Jackson and he's no Patrick Mahomes. But this guy is the essence of consistency, okay? So the, the fact that he is going as the quarterback 16 when he is – I mean, he's, he, he would have been on pace to be the quarterback three. I think that's just ridiculous. I think that we're not showing him enough love. And quite frankly, I think that the offense are going to – sorry, the Lions are going to be one of the most underrated, well-rounded offenses in the league this year, and, and, and especially because their defense is terrible, okay? The Lions are a team that I'm excited to watch. And because their defense is so terrible, they're going to have to always be throwing the ball to stay in these games. So I think that Matthew Stafford is a a guy that needs some love. What do y'all think about that? Well, I mean, as the Lions fan in our podcast, (laughs) man, I would love to agree with you. Uh, You know, I want to like Matthew Stafford. And every season, he teases me so much, (laughs) making me think that he's the one. And I, I, you know, at the end of the season, I'm still left with, no, not really. We didn't get anywhere with Matthew Stafford running the helm. So it's just, you know, maybe in fantasy, he's not a bad pick. I still wouldn't want him leading my team at quarterback. I wouldn't pick him. So at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if I'd pick him as a sleeper. I don't know if I'd want Matthew Stafford on my team, which is not going to say as a Lions fan. Daniel, how many extra fantasy points do you get um, for your team actually winning? How many fantasy points None. does Matthew Stafford get if the Lions win in. the game? Hmm. But so the I Lions could go zero and sixteen, and Matthew Stafford could still be a top five quarterback. Potentially, yeah. I'm saying I don't think he's going to consistently deliver as we've seen in the past. I just he doesn't no. do it. On I a think consistent basis. I think he's worth a shot. I mean, I think every year he's like the sleeper pick, and then he finishes like. I mean, he's had a consistent yeah. fantasy career, but um. He's getting, like you said, he's getting up there in age. Um, he really only has, doesn't really have that many weapons. I wouldn't consider him to have like a. Not this he has, season. He's never had a running game. Um, he has okay receivers, but what was his injury last year? Was it his back or his arm? I think it was the back again. So okay. he does have the injury yeah, concern. Yeah, should have been back. It's a concern. But here, here's the best thing about that. Because he's going undrafted, you just throw him out there as your last pick. And there's no risk. And then you can go get one of these other sleepers that we're going to talk about later off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. If he does get injured, I yeah. think that, I think that he just has a really high ceiling, um, a, a high ceiling that people don't really give him respect for. 
and be and, and there's zero risk because you can draft him with your last pick. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Thatch, who is your sleeper? Give us some of those juicy stats as to why we should consider drafting this See, person. All right. Um. So since we're doing sleepers, I'm not really concentrated too much on stats heavy because. I mean, all right, Philip. he's been a very consistent – all right, listen, listen to me. He's been a very consistent quarterback over throughout the years, right? All right, I'm going to start with the cons, all right? So he's 38 years old, all right? Mm. And, all right, if you see him throw, it kind of kind of makes me hurt. My, my arm starts hurting, dude. He, he's got like a sidearm throw, but – You're, that's you're arguing for this person. What's up? I know, but I want to start the cons because I'm not like – Go, right, oh, you're going to dig the hole and then you're going to dig yourself out? Is that Yes, because he's a sleeper, dude. He's not like a great quarterback. But You're going to sleep in your little hole? All right, go on. Go oh, on. exactly. God, I love All that. Right. <laughs> so he's going from the Chargers to the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. So the Colts, like NFL analysts say that the Colts have the third best offensive line in the league. And I'm excited for sure. Big Phil to be behind there. All right? Mm-hmm. There's my stat right there. Um, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't there a is. stat. That was an opinion. <laughs> There's my stat right there. <laughs> I know, but um, I don't know. I I just think uh, Frank Wright and him are gonna go really well together. Uh, I think they're gonna create a good bond. I mean, the Colts is a good organization, and it it sucks what happened to them with the whole Andrew Luck situation. I think they're gonna yeah. bounce back with that from that. Um, they have they have T. Y. Hilton. I mean, he was not like utilized last year at all. And they have uh, Michael Pittman coming out as a rookie. And mm-hmm. they also Paris have – Campbell out of the slot. Yeah, and, he, I mean, he's just got a bunch of weapons. He's also and they got to play the Texans twice a year. So, there's oh, – you know, yeah, there's two There's two, two, wins. There's two guys, huge games right Huge there. points. Plus, he's got to support all those kids that he has. So <laughs> That's fair. He's got to play well. And he's also one of the most competitive QBs in the league. So, if you ever, like, watch him, like <laughs> – Oh, my goodness. <laughs> dude, he's so Aren't competitive. they all competitive? He's, I mean, <laughs> professional athletes. Some of them are just in the in it for the money, dude. That's kind of a bad statement. I mean, oh my goodness! If you if you think about it, I mean, they're getting paid. They're not going to perform as well. He's just here to win. So I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that your your idea of him being behind a better offensive line will help. I mean, he threw a lot of interceptions last year, and maybe that's because he was under pressure. But I, one thing I am worried about is that I I personally believe that the offense of the Indianapolis Colts is not as good or at least doesn't have the high ceiling that the Chargers did I mean the Chargers last year had Austin Eckler Melvin Gordon Hunter Henry um, Keenan Allen Mike Williams need I say more I mean he's going to the Colts where he has T.Y. Hilton so the dude's a stud and he has a better defense than the Chargers I think you think the Colts are a better defense than the Chargers no no I think the Chargers have a better defense I agree yeah yeah definitely agree but I mean, yeah. he's going to a system where, yeah, I guess he's got a, he's got some decent tight ends there. But he's got T. Y. Hilton, and then he's got a sophomore and Paris Hilton, or yeah, who, who didn't Paris Campbell? Sorry, who didn't really yeah, do Paris. much. Paris Hilton playing football. <laughs> <You're just laughs> no, okay, but Paris Campbell Paris. out of the slot. The dude's a fast guy. Um, I mean, he was one of the higher uh, higher touted guys coming out last year, and so that could be exciting. Um, but then Mike Eric Pittman, um, we'll, I mean, we'll see. He's a rookie. Usually, statistically, rookies don't really produce anything until the second half of the year. But I'll be interested to see what happens. I mean, you got, um, you know, you've got Jonathan Taylor coming out of the backfield, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is no pushover. Um, and so, great offensive line. So, I think that they could have a pretty efficient offense. I don't think that this is going to be like Philip Rivers' past when he's going to be throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game. I think no. that they're going to aim to be a pretty efficient 
um, run heavy offense. But, yep. you know, I could see it. I, I think that I, I don't know if Phillip Rivers is a guy that I'd want to have on my team, uh, at least starting from the beginning of the year, but I could definitely see him as a spot start a few times during the season for sure. Yep. Yeah, maybe in the right matchup. Daniel, tell us about your man. Man, Ryan Tannehill this year, I think, is going to be probably the biggest sleeper of the season. You know, I think a lot of people are discrediting what he did in Tennessee and are not really sure he's going to be able to repeat that. But I think this is, I think this is Ryan Tannehill's second chapter, you know, he coming from Miami. I mean, some of the things he did even in Miami during the 2014, 2015, you know, years, I think, you know, I think we're seeing a new Ryan Tannehill here in Tennessee having an incredible run game and he still threw the ball pretty well. Um, definitely didn't throw the ball as much as you would think but mm-hmm. you know he's got a lot of potential between weeks 7 and 17 this 31 old QB ranked third in fantasy points so I think Ryan Tannehill not only is like a sleeper but is worth picking up at quarterback for your starter this year uh, he can run when he needs to definitely not his strong suit but he can do it yeah. as opposed to some of these other older quarterbacks who it's painful to watch them run Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to get 4,000 yards this year. I think it's going to be easy. I think he's going to have a great year with AJ Brown who had a thousand yards last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball all year long, Corey Davis. I mean, probably, you know, we're lucky if he does anything, but even the slightest chance that he develops it all gives him another weapon. That's fair. Now I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have a good year in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that you're right. I guess the one thing that I'm worried about is his uh, efficiency. I mean, uh, he just had an efficient level that is, is very rare in the NFL over that, uh, over those, those a few game stretch. Um, but he's a guy that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this year. I mean, Brian Tannehill, I think could be a diamond in the rough. We'll see if he's really taking a step up. I'm, I'm looking forward to see his season. John, tell us about your guy. Tell us about your sleeper. My guy. Oh man. All right. So I'm all on the drew lock train. I feel like this man maybe having another breakout season like Lamar had what the Ravens did, maybe not running, but they came out, they said, we're building this to fit his strengths with Lamar. They said, we're going to open up the running. We're going to let him throw when he can, but we're building this around him this year. The Broncos are coming out and said, we're building around drew. We believe in drew. Look what they did in the draft. Look at his weapons. Now, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Three wide receivers, three very good wide receivers, tight ends, Noah Font, Nick Vanett, two good tight ends, running backs. He's got Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. He's got the weapons. He can throw to whoever he wants. Last year, five games played, four wins. Yeah. Four wins of that. And the loss was to the Chiefs. It's yeah. not an easy loss. Like that's, the Texans. that's a hard game. Yeah, it destroyed you, but that's an easy game. <laughs> Um, but I mean, look at his stats. He had an incredible five game stretch and I think they're all on his train. I know even, oh, one second. I know Pat Shermer came out and said, we want to be more aggressive. They want to throw the ball more. They want to do this and just go out and put up points. So I think whether or not they win a lot of games, I'm not mm-hmm. sure about, but I know they're going to come out really heavy on the offense and be throwing the ball a whole lot. Yeah. So I think he's going to be putting up the points. I don't know about the rest of the team winning games for the actual NFL, but for fantasy-wise, he's going to be tossing points up. Yeah. He, I'm definitely excited. I mean, he's one of the guys that I am 
worried about because I feel like the entire offense rests on his shoulders. And, you know, I'm worried to draft Cortland Sutton. I'm worried to invest that high of a draft pick. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, our, our dynasty league, we haven't had our rookie draft yet. And I have a question mark next to Jerry Judy because, um, you know, I don't expect Jerry Judy to be a stud in year one, but I'm just worried. I mean, is Drew Locke good enough to spread the ball around to more than one guy? Can he carry two, three fantasy weapons for an entire year? I'll be excited to see what he does in his second year. Anybody else have any ideas or thoughts on Drew Locke? No, yeah, that's kind of be, Oh, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I just think he will be like – I don't think he's going to go for crazy amount of points. I think he'll be like just a consistent 15, 25 points a weekend. So I'd be happy with 25 points. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I just mean, that consistent guy. So. Well, so I think with spreading the ball around, so he's also – he doesn't have a star wide receiver. Mm-hmm. His star wide receiver coming out of this is Cortland Sutton. So he yeah. has to spread the ball around. Yeah, Everyone's going to be fairly open. Not one guy is going to be stacked with defenders. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have the same amount of people. So he can yeah. spread the ball around. I mean, he also only had three interceptions over those five games. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I don't know. I think he's the real deal. <clears throat> I'm really excited yeah. to see that. Let's move on, Charlie. Uh, close us down. Tell us about your guy. Hetty Bridgewater. A <laughs> um, little biased because he was just my favorite player with the Vikings. And then that tragedy happened. And, um, I feel like that's a low bar, though. But anyways, my little pitch on Teddy as my sleeper, he may not be as mobile as he once was, but um, he has weapons that he's never really had before with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas, and like the most versatile player in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. Like McCaffrey had a thousand yards receiving and four touchdowns last year. Like that's pretty ridiculous as a running back. Basically what OBJ did. Yeah. So my argument is he could be the 2020 version of Jamin's Winston. The only difference is he has 2020 vision and Winston had to get. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe not as many picks. (laughs) Teddy too close, Um, baby. But just because um, the defense is going through a major rebuild this offseason, they're going to be allowing a ton of points, a ton of yards. So they're going to be behind, which is going to allow the Panthers to throw the ball more um, and allow Teddy to utilize his weapons that he has. And so I think – and – Teddy has the second easiest schedule in the league. Um, the Panthers do. So mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of potential, um, especially you can get him in a late round and he may, may just surprise you. So yeah, um, that's my two cents on why you should yeah. draft Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that I've definitely had an asterisk next to his name because man, I mean, I, in, in the, in the past, I feel like he hasn't really been a guy that's been able to support more than like one weapon a game. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, and he's coming into a team where he is surrounded. I mean, Robbie Anderson isn't a joke. The dude is, he's, he's a great downfield threat. Um, Robbie Anderson proved that he could be good with the, with the Jets, with Sam Darnold being the guy. Um, DJ Moore is an up and coming guy in the league and he's no joke either. I mean, he arguably had a breakout this last season. Curtis Samuel is a talented guy. Um, Ian Thomas coming out from behind Greg Olson. I'll be interested to see how he does. And then, like you said, I mean, you don't really need to say much about Christian McCaffrey, the man is loaded with weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has every opportunity in the world. I'll just be interested to see if the Panthers give him the opportunity to really, really show what he can do yeah. and throw it for a ton of yards. We'll see what happens. Anybody else? Any, any thoughts on Teddy? Daniel, you look like you got yeah, something. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at him. You know, I think they definitely are, they've got lots of young talent. So this could be interesting, I think, more to see the development for this year and then kind of see, I think, a bigger, you know, upswing next year. I think this year is going to be more of a learning year for Teddy. I think – he has, you know, definitely lots of potential. It was cool to watch him play with the Saints. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be exciting to see that offense develop. I don't know if this year is the year that I take Teddy, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I'd be willing to take super, super late if, um, you know, my guy Matthew Stafford is not there or if I didn't have a chance to get a guy like Kyler or Dak, let them fall a little bit. Um, but Teddy's a guy that I'm definitely interested in for sure. Yeah. All right, well, if nobody has really anything else to say about, you know, their guy, their sleeper, I'm really excited for this. We're going to close down this show. I know it's been a long one, but we kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a treat because we missed out last week. Thank you to the state of Michigan. Um, so we're going to go a little bit longer. And today's actually going to be a five-round draft. And today was kind of a basketball show, so we're going to keep that up. We're going to finish with some basketball. We're going to draft our ideal five-man starting roster of all time. Okay, of all and We're going to go in a snake draft, um, kind of like we did last week or to, in our last episode. And so we're going to mix it up. We're going to pick a new order. Um, Thatcher will be guaranteed not to have the first overall pick. Uh, and so if I draw, draw his name from our special hat, then – um, he doesn't get to pick at all. And he doesn't. Yeah, he's he. Then he's not even in the draft at all. Um, so, without further ado, let me introduce your friend and our and our number one fan of all time so far. Olaf. Oh. Okay. So I'm picking from Olaf's brain right now. Give me Here we Daniel. go. I'm the first it. overall pick is going to be. Get ready. Drum roll, please. Come on. Really it's though. Me. Daniel Vinsel. Oh, no. there it is. I called no. it. Here we go. Number two. Are you kidding me? Charlie. Number two is Thatcher. No. I know. I know. Sneaky. I know. Number three. I'm gonna be wow. gonna last. Be John. I'm gonna be hey. last. Oh my gosh. For hey, that just means you get the turn though. Fourth pick <sighs> is Chuck. Oh okay. And fifth pick. Actually, this is where I wanted to be. Believe it or not, fifth pick is gonna be me. Yeah, that's what the last guy always says. (laughs) I I wanted this. Joke's on y'all. So, Daniel, you're on the clock. Who do you got, my friend? Yeah, this is, you know, this is definitely a tough spot to be in. You know, picking the first in the NBA, there's just so much talent. Definitely a lot of different directions I can take this. Oh, come on. We know what you're doing. Honestly, this could be a bit of a surprise, but with the first pick, I'm taking LeBron James. Heck yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. The most like athletic him. player of all time. We'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is this I mean, 2020? Way to go. You did it. That's your second. Who are you picking? I got to pick Kobe. Respect the mom. Kobe. Dude, I'm, I'm really, really surprised. I'm really surprised. How I'm taking has... Mike. I mean, I, I'm surprised he fell. I mean, I'm surprised uh, MJ fell, but well, I'm building my team kind of like an old school team, and so good oh. luck, good luck bullying this player, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's a good oh, pick. Starting with the big man. You oh, want to hear a hot take? Pick, Shaq's not even on my list. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Are you serious? You you I didn't mean, watch basketball, that's so you don't crazy. really. He literally right. changed the league. You don't know how dominant of a player he was at his prime. Well, this is a tough one for me. I was hoping that somebody like Kobe would fall just purely because, I mean, I know that Kobe is arguably like a top three player of all time, but there are just a lot of other big names out there. So I guess I'll go with, uh, hmm. All right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take who I think personally is the most fun to watch of all time and arguably the greatest of all time. I'm going to take the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Bird. Uh, oh, that's a good pick. I didn't want him. I didn't want him. He is just, okay, 
that's Hear a good pick. You go back, like you watch, pick. you watch film, and no, you watch I know. He's like good. LeBron, MJ, those guys, studs. Not going to argue it. But you go back and you watch Larry Bird, and your jaw will drop. Just some of oh, the yeah. things that he did to embarrass these men is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Well, he's also one of the he's best crafty. defenders ever, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely one of the best defenders Dirty. of all time. And I thought about going Magic here, just because you know why not have the the rivalry on the same team. But right now, I th- I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the center. Okay, and I just don't know who I want because there are three guys on my list. You have to pick and one. I know, I know, I can only pick one guy here. Um, golly, man, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take a center. I'm tilting a little bit. I'm taking Oscar Robinson. Okay, Oscar Robinson was Russell Westbrook before it was cool to be Russell Westbrook. The man is a beast anywhere and everywhere. He's lights out shooter. He's he's a strong guy. He can play the one, the two, or the three. I'm taking Oscar Robinson. That's a good pick. I I like that. Respect it. I'm gonna beat all y'all with height. I'm picking Kevin Durant. Mm. (laughs) KD two seven footers. Two seven footers. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He's a seven foot guard. Yeah, he is. All right, mine. I'm picking my point guard in Magic. Magic Johnson. Here we go. Nice. Magic Johnson and freaking Michael Jordan. God, what a terrible good. team. Ouch. Oh, my God. Disgusting. <laughs> That's true. Who are you pairing with Kobe? Uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Interesting. Okay, so you're just going for, like, perimeter. That's two what? shooting guards. Oh, yeah, dude. We're just going to be shooting all day long. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Kobe. So you're running two twos? <laughs> Kobe can play dude, point guard. there's three other positions. Uh, this is the beginning, dude. Don't worry about it. Are you telling it. me Kobe can't play point guard? Kobe? Yes. I mean, Kobe can I'm play one three. telling three, you but... that uh, they're going to have to play the three. I mean, yeah. Kobe could post up. <laughs> we can see what he can do in the post. I mean, I know that, but I don't know. All right. Yeah, let's move on. What? Daniel, what do you Daniel. got for the turn? You got two picks. It's back at me. This is this is definitely tough, you know. I think – man, I think my team's just going to be like studs on defense. And so I think at center – oh, shoot. Oh, I can go the other way. Oh, okay. You know what? We're going to make a pivot. Actually, I'm going to go – Kareem at uh, big time winner. He was one of the main guys on my list. That's a good one. Big time winner there. So we've got LeBron. We've got Kareem. You, you get your next one. This is tough. Based on who's left, man, nobody's taking a power forward at all. I might wait. Nobody's taking there's, there's so much depth there. I think Larry could play power forward, but you well, know. I mean, power forward is also could. kind of a weird position because you can play it down with a three. So I mean, yeah. LeBron could That's be kind of what four. I'm going with. Or yeah, you could run two bigs. There. You could run two bigs, and then I don't know. Larry's power kind of like a three position. four hybrid. Yeah. Um, dang. There's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of Hall of Famers. I mean, we're only in the third yeah. round right here. There's a ton of talent. Ever. Of oh, all time. I just think, think NBA blacktop. <laughs> I think at the one, I'm going to go with AI, Allen Iverson. Uh, oh, okay. uh, uh, he's a sleeper of mine. Yeah, yeah nobody, he's I a sleeper. AI. I figured maybe he would be picked, but I was like, okay, maybe maybe not. Maybe he could fall all the way back towards the end, but I like it. I like Dutch, it. you get your third pick. All right. Uh, Yao Ming, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Love <laughs> it. <laughs> You got him for like three games, then he then he breaks. Yeah, seriously, broken foot already. Breaking news: (laughs) Yao Ming has a broken foot. 
It's all right. Hey, honestly, I respect it, though. You just got Kobe and Raylan throwing up shots, and Yao Ming is just waiting for the ball to not go oh, in. Oh, yes. Which is only going to happen, like, once a game. So he's just going <laughs> to not even jump, stick his hands up, grab it, toss it back out for another three. But it's not a bad pick. John, what do you got? Are right, you all ready? I'm picking my center, Bill Russell. Mm, 11 he was another titles one. in 13 years. You can't beat that. He's the best winner in all of NBA history. You know, fun fact, there was, there was at some point, it was some award show, he stood up and looked guys like Shaq right in the eyes, and, and I think maybe even like Barkley, and said, I would destroy y'all. That's what he said to them. The yeah. man is confident. He's a winner. I respect that he was on my list. Well, I have Kevin Durant and Shaquille O'Neal. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to space out the floor for Shaq just to dunk on everyone. Yeah. So I'm kind of lining it up with three-point shooters. So I'm going to uh, pick Steph Curry for my point guard. Yeah, he was definitely him on and, my list. Him and uh, Kevin Durant can play on the outside, and Shaq can just dominate for sure. everyone mm-hmm. else on the inside. I respect it. I respect it because, I mean, he can play one, but he's also a two. I mean, the dude is lights out. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just – he's wet. He doesn't miss. Um, but now it's my turn. I've got, I got two got picks. Two. So, I've got Larry Bird and Oscar Robinson. I've got some old guys on the, on the roster. And I'm going to throw another old one in. Um, the three guys that were on my list for center were Kareem, Bill Russell, and I'm taking the third one because I wanted y'all to make it easier for me. I'm taking Tim Duncan. I mean, the man is – Mr. Fundamental. Mr. Fundamental. <laughs> uh, the dude is arguably one of the greatest defenders of all time in his position. Um, he's not a crazy scorer. But you don't really need a crazy score when you've got Larry Bird and Oscar Robinson who are going to drop 40 down your throat every single game. So, uh, I mean, Tim Duncan, I mean, I just don't really know if you could do much better than those three guys. But I'm excited about it. So now I've got my fourth pick. And I've got my – I've got a point guard. I've got a small forward, power forward, and I've got a center. So the question here – is I, I probably need to go one more smaller guy, but I feel like there's a lot of a lot of value later. And so I kind of want to take like another bully. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Daniel's approach. I really, really like the defense. Hmm. This is a tough one. But uh gosh. I think I need a little bit of speed too. And so I'm between a couple different guys. And I don't want a guy like like Russell Westbrook to compete with Oscar Robinson. They're pretty similar. So, gosh. All right. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take – I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take Kawhi, okay? I think Kawhi is one of the better defenders the league has ever seen. The man, the claw, I mean, I mean, he, he is – I mean, I feel like he is LeBron James. He doesn't get enough credit for it. He is a tank. He's so strong. He's quick, and he plays hey. lockdown defense. The man, yeah, and, and, and you're not going to get any of that uh, crazy character stuff, but that's what you got Larry and Oscar for. So uh, the combination of having Kawhi Leonard and Tim Duncan on your team, there's going to be zero emotion. You can believe that. So um, I think I'm pretty happy with Kawhi. So well, you got I, fourth guy. I am going to um, continue the path of picking three-point shooters so Shaq can stand inside. But I'm going to pick – Someone who can also go on the inside as well, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh Forty percent from three. Come on. Look at also he has that nasty left elbow Dirk. fade away. Good luck. Dirk. High low with Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Take it out to Steph Curry if they're guarding. It's getting dangerous. I respect it. Dangerous shooters. 
All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fill my four spot that awkward four that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Chuck, going with Charles Barkley, Charles arguably Barkley, one of the dominant. best fours of all time. He was dominant, yeah. rebounded like no other. He was a bully. He was slightly undersized, but he was incredible at what he did. I agree. All the right. man was a beast. Thatch, start your fourth pick. Um, Pre- who are you pairing with Kobe Rayon and Yao? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Lots right, of so, diversity. I know, definitely. But we're going to make it work because I'm going to choose a small forward called uh, Giannis. And uh, we're going to need some aggression Sting. on my team, dude. We need some aggression, baby. I think that's a good pick. I mean, he's going to go get you buckets. He's going to get you rebounds. He's I mean, a- the man is just like a freak of nature. So he is yeah. literally one of the most athletic guys to play the game. Oh, yeah. Nickname, uh, is, nickname is Freak. So. The Freak, yeah. The Greek Freak. <laughs> uh, it's definitely freak. He'll, he'll be fun. All right, Daniel, you've got your final two picks. How are you going to round us out? Yeah, this is interesting. I think I'm going to go with Carl Malone, and mm. I'm going to put him at the four next Ooh. to Kareem. Straight bully. Took a couple MVPs away, actually, from That's the man Michael. Scary. It's kind of scary. Well, don't people don't always realize like how talented he was. He literally like, I mean, he won an MVP yeah. in the midst of Michael's career. Like that's mm-hmm. that's hard to do. Yep. Yeah. So definitely Carmelo at the four. So that leaves me with a hole at the two, and I'm gonna pay some homage to Portland, and I'm gonna pick Clyde the Glide. Clyde nice. the Glide. Mm. Nice. And that's my that five. Fun to watch. All right, so Daniel, you've you're the first person with the full roster. You're rostering LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, AI, Allen Iverson, Carl Malone, and Clyde Drexler. That's a terrifying. Team, That's my if I team. Say so myself. That's pretty terrifying. Thatcher, give I, us your last pick. All right, to beat Daniel's team, I'm gonna need <laughs> five more good, players. <laughs> another good <laughs> really full team of eleven. I'll I'll choose. I'll pick Clay Thompson. So interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All of the greats, and you another go two. All right. <laughs> We're gonna yep. shoot that team to death. Yeah. We are oh gonna have goodness. everyone bitter. All right. You live by the three, die by the three. Dude, exactly. I respect it. I Not respect even James it. Harden. Thatch. You chose Clay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Hey, it's your team, yep. John. Who's gonna be your number I'm five? Us. All right. So I, I I'm missing the three. And the three's hard because it's super talented all through history. There's a whole bunch of threes. So many. Sitting there, I'm, I'm trying to decide between two. Um, the two that I'm looking at, I'm looking at Pippin and Dr. J. Yeah, I and got I them think, next to each other on my list. I think because I have Jordan, I'm pairing him with Pippin. That's, I'm I think that's have fair. Your Batman, your do it. I don't think people – People don't understand how good Pippen was. He's really I, overshadowed. He's unreal. He is. Yeah. Overshadowed. Offense and defense, too. Yeah, totally. He's a really well-rounded player. One of the greatest locked-on defenders. I think I have to pair him. I have to pair him with Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think that's super fair. Charlie, round us out. Okay, so guy. I have Steph at the one, and I'm going to put um, Kevin Durant at the three, yeah. Dirk at the four, and Shaq at the five. So I have three seven footers right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep going with three point shooting for my two. I'm gonna go with Reggie Miller who shoots from three. He's also a really good defender, and so He's I have some defender. height, and then I have some little short people that can shoot mm-hmm. the three. Yeah. So. All right. So I'm the last pick, which means I can basically talk about anybody I want. Um, so let me let me tell you the guys who are in contention here. All right, Steve Nash. 
we've got, cause I, I, let's see here. I need, I need like a one, two hybrid is kind of what I'm looking for here. Okay. I've got, I've got Oscar Robinson who can go play point guard if he wanted to, but he's also like, he's a scorer. You know, he's, he's like, he's like Russell Westbrook, which is why I also have Russell Westbrook on my list. I've got James Harden, that lockdown shooter who is, I mean, honestly, he's, he plays pretty good defense. He's super underrated, but he plays, he plays pretty good defense. He may not be the leader that your team desires, but we've seen it time and time again. The dude can go in there and he's capable of dropping 50. Okay. He can go in there and he can drop 50 points on you. And I think that there's not too many guys that can do that. I love a guy like Steve Nash because he were, I mean, when I think of guys like Larry Bird, I also think of Steve Nash in that category because he's just so fun to watch. I mean, nobody could drop a dime like Steve Nash. I mean, it, he just makes your, your freaking jaw drop. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got Dr. J's on my list, but you know, I got to go with that one, two combo. Um, so this is a tough one, man. As much as I love the style of Steve Nash, I don't think I can draft him because my style, I, I, I prefer fundamentals. I, I, I love a guy who passes first, but we're playing some heavy hitters. I mean, gosh, LeBron, Kareem, Kobe, MJ, KD, Steph Curry. I mean, I have to be able to compete. I have to be able to put up the points. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with James Harden. So I'm going to round out with James Harden, and uh, it's just going to be this is going to be a hard hitting slugfest. So um, that's it. That's our that's our picks. I'm going to I'm going to talk it back. Daniel, you've got LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, AI, Karl Malone, Clyde Drexler, that you've got Kobe, Ray Allen, Yao Ming, Giannis, Clay Thompson, John. You've got Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell. Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, Chuck. You've got Shaq, KD, Steph Curry, Dirk, and Reggie Miller. And I rounded it out with Larry Bird, Oscar Robinson, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. I think this will be interesting. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to throw these on Twitter at some point, And we want you all to vote. We want the popular opinion. Who do you think has the best team? And then one thing I might do that I didn't tell these guys. Honestly, I might throw these guys in a simulation on 2K and just see what 2K. happens. I think that would be a lot of fun. So, 2K uh, speak. Yeah, honestly, that'd be so much fun. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us this week on the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. Make sure to check us out on social media at BWaterBoys on Twitter, where you can stay up to date and never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found if you found value in the show and you liked it, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Um, or maybe just tell a friend, share us on whatever platform you can. Um, we love y'all. We want y'all to have a great time. I know we're having a great time. We love to just chat with each other and make fun of each other. I know these guys love to make fun of me, but we want y'all to have an even better time than we are. But that's it for us. Thanks again for joining us on the Bench Warmers and Waterboys podcast.